Welcome to another episode of Doing Business with the Servant's Heart. And I've got to say, that title came from this gentleman. He's taught serving since I've known him for over two years. Um, I'm also a leader in one of his network uh, networking meetings, and I'm excited to do that. Hey, Clay, I want to welcome to the show, Clay Hicks. Hey, thank you for having me, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate You're welcome. And we're going to discuss H7, but let's start in the beginning the serving and the network, what started all this for you? Well, so why I started why, still do it is two different things. So let's keep it on why still do it, which has to do with connect, serve, and ask. And it has to do with doing business with a servant's heart, okay? 2014, my wife questions me. She's like, how come you don't meet with the visitors like proactively? And I'm like, I don't know. Long story short, she's right. <laughs> so I... I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to meet with visitors, I'm going to meet with anybody I can. So that was the plan. And so I began my journey doing one-to-ones with anybody and everybody I could in uh, August of 2014. Four years later, in August of 2018, Connect, Serve, and Ask was born. And it was born after reflections of my experiences in 3,000 one-to-ones. 3,000 one-to-ones later. Now, those were some hard one-to-ones, Steve, because I had to drive there, which was typically 30 minutes, sit there for an hour, right? All of that stuff that we did all before the pandemic and how we all kind of behaved. And so what I did was I broke down my experience into three fundamentals in building a one in a one-to-one, in a one-to-one. It was connect, serve, and ask. That's why I still do it, because I'm driven intentionally to connect with folks, to serve them, and then to ask of them, which makes it win-win relationships. Love that. You know, I love that. We'll delve into that a little deeper, but how important are one-on-ones with networking? That's got to get out there. Well, I'm just going to call it Nexus. It's your Nexus it is the center point. It is the foundation to actually being successful and not only, of course, building relationships, but having other people talk about you. They get to know who you are in that one-to-one. I'm not saying all of who you are, but people remember, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's your moment to do that. That is your moment. So you're telling me one-on-ones are really important for networking? 100%. (laughs) That's what you do. That's what you should do. Now, you did the 3,000 one-on-ones, and you're right. It's a bigger story because of before (laughs) Zoom, when we had to drive. You're so right. We all know that story. So why did you start the networking group? I know it didn't start in each seven, but why this networking group? It's not as sexy, to be honest. Um, so back in 2008 or 2007, I was in a networking group that folded when that networking group folded and I had been successful in it, I had to find out, find others. And what I ended up finding and stumbling upon, um, was this one group that's a mega monster across the world. And that just was not a good fit for me. That's all it was. Then I was doing more local stuff in the, well, 
I'd rather not say out loud, but my associations I may have been attending, I did not feel I'm an introvert. And honestly, I just didn't feel comfortable. So I got very frustrated. I felt out of place. And I I looked over at a gentleman named Larry Scheidler and I said, I'm going to start my own group. And that's how I did it. And I put together a board of five people, which is where our alpha teams are supposed to be still today, and five people. And that's how I started it. And that's why I started it. So the lesson here is when you're not, things aren't working well, you could do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <And it's, laughs> that's a powerful lesson because people out there listening are going, hey, I'm not happy my eight to five. I think I might want to start a company. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's very successful. We'll get into that too. Um, CSA, Connect, Serve, and Ask. It's your mantra throughout this, through the two and a half years, through the meeting I do. Of course, it inspired me. How that, you know, you told me how it came about, but how important is that to you for the membership of H7? Man, so important. So the reason that that came out where I said, oh, it's Connect, Serve, and Ask was all because in August of 18, I was sitting back and I was reflecting on how we had grown, how we had grown back then. Yeah. So at that moment, when that happened, we were in North Carolina, we were in Texas, we were in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, all by word of mouth. We had expanded all of that. So what it was, was I was just reflecting on how I were was building win-win relationships, not selling to the person across from me, win-win relationships. And so the importance is now so great that rising tides lift all ships. So in Mm -hmm. order to be in the community now, that is a requirement. That's how important it is. And and I like that because you get certified in CSA and that's much different than networking groups, which sets the bar high, but also sets you above everybody else. In my eyes, again, that's my opinion. Let's jump into the other thing that I just love. I get so, I'm like a little kid at Christmas, is the champions. (laughs) Let's talk about champion. I love that part of your group. Yeah, so champions, man. I love it so much, too, because I have so many champions. I've developed so many champions. And when I say develop so many champions, I mean that are not in my community. They're not in the community. I got this one champion. I mean, we're, he's probably sent me 200 introductions in 15 or 16 months. Like that's a champion. And there's no way I could ever repay that guy as much as he's been. So anyway, the champion function is based on a very intentional relationship. So referral partners, strategic partners, that's what most people think of when they think of networking. And that's great. Those relationships are solid, okay, but very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, unpredictable. You know, it's timing. It's opportunity. Hey, this person needs this product or your service. That's what a referral partner does. A champion meets with his champion or her champion with a frequency, a, a set frequency, commitment, consistency in order to meet for the purpose of opening, excuse me, opening up doors for each other. A champion is what we should all be striving to build relationships with. The champion is the 
key to that. In my sports background, when I first heard it, Clay, yeah, I'm going rock, brother, because <laughs> you know I want to win. I want to be a champion. I've been yeah. delved at my family. Someone plays pro sports and big time sports. That's yeah. all sports is about being a champion. That's what our, our goal is. You're uh-huh. taking that to business. Every business person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the champion actually also is a mindset shift you have to go through, which is where we came up with the champion shift. And when you start thinking and being more intentional about actually growing your business by word of mouth, champion is the way to go. And I, too, was an athlete. I love sports. <laughs> I was a champion in high school or my team was. And so we were champions is kind of where that kind of comes from. Like you and I are champions and we win and we connect, we serve others, we ask of others and we win in business. And so, see, I'm getting all fired up about it, too. <laughs> I love it because that's my goal. There's a lot of energy going on here. And the story about the gentleman with 200, he didn't uh-huh. ask for anything. That's the champion, right? No, not a thing. I literally check in. How can I help you? What can I do? And he's like, well, this is what I need, and then I'll do it. But he, everything we do between us is extremely intentional. I can't wait to meet him someday because I have not. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it's not transactional either. That's the thing, you know, your champion, your CSA, it's not transactional. It's like, okay, you know, I'm a member of uh, H7, you buy info and it has to work that way. No, that's not, that's not the best way of doing business. It's a way, right? It's a way. It's a way. And bartering and doing that kind of thing is, that's not what is described in the champion definition, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just do for each other. Uh, for the purposes of doing for each other, not because you owe me something. That's what champions do, man. They yeah. win. And that's yeah. how you win. No, and audience, you can see why I had to wait two weeks to get them on. This, <laughs> this is why I knew it was going to happen. And I'm going to even give the audience even more crazy. So I own health clubs, so I know about membership. Mm-hmm. And in our membership of a health club is when people stayed three, four, five years, it's you've, you're doing it. You're CSAN, you're consecutive serving, you're, you're serving your, your members. You yes. have members that I've talked to that have been there. Norm Falick. How many years has he been a member? He is the eldest. So hey. he's been a member for 14 years. Yes. In a networking group. <laughs> yeah. 14 years. Yeah. And he moved and he renewed right before he moved to Florida. Oh my gosh. See, and that's what sets this, this H7 network apart. Why do you think Norm and these other SJ, other people like that stay for years? I've been two and a half years. Yeah, man. Um, they all have their own reasons. Yeah. Uh, t- to be fair, it's the culture that they stay for. You know, it's that culture of I can ask somebody for something and probably get it. Um, I I know why I'm here. I know why they're there. Everybody kind of knows what they're getting into as they continue to stay in some level of expectation. But, but yeah, it's, it's a culture, man. It's a culture. Yeah. And, and I'm glad the environment, I, and that's where I knew you would go. That's why I want people to hear that. <laughs> I'm talking a little more on this podcast than others. Cause I'm so fired up because <laughs> as I learn, I mean, I hear all the time audience from mem- new members. I just talked to a new member yesterday or yesterday he says, I'm so busy, I can't go to all my 8-7 meetings anymore because the ones I went to, I got so many one-on-ones. I got to do those first to get back to 8-7. And what's your response to that? 
Beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey man, if you're if you're with the community and you're doing things with the community, any number of them, it's not as important to be in the meeting because in the meeting we know you both both and I both of you and I know when we leave that meeting we got work to do, right? And so because we are going to serve high level serve be champions that's what it is. So not everybody has the time or the ability to be in that kind of environment all the time. And so as long as they're staying connected to the community, yeah. they are still getting something out of it. So you think so, that's, and there's more reasons to it. You think that's why people think serving's hard sometimes because of the work involved. I know it's not all of it, but part of it, it is part of it. I, I have a, a friend of mine, he's on my board too, like the H seven board. And he says things like, you know, he's a VP of the company he works at. And so his time is very limited because of number of staff and such team that he has to operate with and serve and sell. And he made it very clear to me one time. He said, I'd love to come to that B2B program, but every time I come, I got work to do. You, you take Eric Smoot. I mean, Eric Smoot helped to really form that by him getting anyway, I won't go into all that, but Eric really played a, uh, intricate role in us creating what we have now. And so that guy knows when he shows up, he's got work to do. We're all working when we're in there. Money-making activities is work, not just socializing and hoping for the best. Yeah. And that's way different than any other network group that's out there. I'm just going to put it out there. Hey, I am mm -hmm. part of H7, but I've been, I run for other groups and, and I do see that. Um, your growth has been incredible and fabulous since I've started. Yeah. Where are you today and what's the plan in the next two to five years? Yeah. So um, this year's strategy is to customize and localize. Okay. You're going to see a lot more metro areas we're opening in. We grow by a new member every single day. Our retention rate is negligible. Negligible. I don't even know how to describe that it's, we grow by a new member every day. We still have members, of course. We lose one to three a month. Negligible, right? And so <clears throat> over the next two to five years, you're going to see more and more customization and localizing as we're expanding. So we're getting ready to open up in New York City, LA, Phoenix. I mean, just to name a few. And that's cut. They're all in training right now to open up. So that's just going to continue localizing and customizing over the next five years. And we have plans for new stuff and new ways of allowing our members to build their own audiences. Cause that's technically what you've done with the West coast. Me, you build your own audience. Mm -hmm. So the more and more that is going to continue coming out into fruition. Very cool. I, I love that. How many States are we in? Um, so we have members in 46 states. We have meetings by the time we open up with all the leaders we have now that are opening up. We'll be in 14 states. And how many countries? Uh, we have members in 11 countries. Um, we do not have any meetings opening up. And we are really close to opening up meetings in other countries. Okay, It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And I'm not going to rush that either. So no, just. No. No, Clay, that's one thing you do. You're very methodical on what you do in the two and a half years. I know before when I wasn't there, I've heard the stories where it's doing it the right way. I'm just going to say it. 
Yeah. Right. That's more important, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have to run. We can walk. We can no. walk and take steps. And how many meetings do we have a week? I, I didn't count. I was going to do that. How many? 28 right now. So, audience, there's 28 ways to connect with CSA. You can come as a guest, and, and, and I'll put information about my group, or you can reach out to Clay. The reason I want him to talk about the audience, think about that. You can reach out to 11 countries. If you're a global company, which a lot of us are now with our services with the Internet, this is an opportunity that Clay has given us. To me, it's on a silver platter. I say gold because champions make gold. They don't make silver. That's number one. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. you're an incredible guy. I love you. Guys, the guys can say that. I have no problem saying that because I love yeah. what you're doing. I love how you are. But you probably read some books that have helped you get to this point. <clears throat> you got any yeah. books you want to share for the audience? Yeah. So um, uh, there's a very important book I'd like to share that has been still impacting me today. And um, that is the John Maxwell version of the Bible. Okay, so it's a King James version of the Bible with John Maxwell's 21 irrefutable laws of leadership in there. And I still read it today. It's got duct tape on it just to hold it together. Okay, Um, I'm a huge Maxwell fan. Um, I also like the 10x rule. Um, My one of my favorite books by Maxwell is the leadership leadership. And it came out last year. Um, That's one of the most um, that it's really helped me to become more of a leader and a leader comes with a lot of people to serve. And I love it. Love it. It's been extremely impactful to me. Yeah. I like John Maxwell too. I've never heard of that Bible. I'm going to have to check it out. And and audience, I'm doing a book directory. These books will be in the directory. You can access for free. I'll put the link. You can go ahead and purchase it. Mm -hmm. So with age seven and what we're doing what is a downside of working with people? There's always a challenge, but the audience needs to hear, because we're saying some great things here, but not yeah. everything is always great. What? How do you make challenge, the human challenge, I call it? How do you handle that? Um, well, so we, you know, to kind of sum it up, because we could talk for a while on that. Yeah. So just to kind of sum it up, I mean, uh, empathy plays a role um, we need to be empathetic to other people and the challenges they're going through. We also uh, need to not take so much personal from the way in which other people behave. And so if you're going to work with people, I'm just going to sum it up this way. Check yourself first. Check yourself first. Who are you? Who are you with that other person? And uh, if you really just slow down and check yourself. What will really resonate is that sometimes it's just us that we need to work on first before ever trying to uh, force somebody to treat us a certain way. Um, ask somebody to treat us a certain way. Um, it's it's very important that we just really check ourselves and who are we and who do we want to be and how do we want to behave with other people. And the rest is kind of minutia and not take it personal when people don't treat us the way we hope that they will. Love that. I, that's, I've never heard that before. And I appreciate you saying that because we all, we're all work with humans somewhere, some way. Yeah. And appreciate that. I'm going to pivot a little bit. We got a little bit of time left. Um, I smile because uh, Clay works with his wife. 
they work with A7 <laughs> together. And that's yeah, his yeah. own challenges, but you're doing it successfully. What yeah. can you tell the audience that are couples working in a business? You got some secret sauce you could tell us? I do got one, okay? I'm going to give it to you. So, okay. So, um, it has to, has to do with, like, divide and conquer and teamwork, okay? So, I'll say it like this. My wife is the CEO of my house. I am the CEO of H7, okay? Live that way. So, she is my COO and... No disrespect in any way, because my job is to serve her, okay? just want to say that. But she works for me. And when I'm not at work at age seven, I work for her. And so that really, really clarified our relationship. And so, yes, we are partners. But if I'm doing things with Evolve, I work for her. And it's just got to be that simple. And if you overcomplicate it, just think about your strengths, your weaknesses, who's better at what, who is going to do what. So what I tell people is that I'm the visionary. She's the implementer. She lets me be the visionary. I let I let her be the implementer. So it is about love, respect, service to each other. And uh, that's really just the way it really works for us. That's a mic drop, <laughs> brothers yeah. and sisters out there, because I am, that's so well said. I know it's hard <laughs> and you challenge every day, and that's life's a challenge. Just to get yes. up out of bed, things happening. And I couldn't it couldn't say it any better on uh audience. You can see why I had this guy on the show. This guy is the <laughs> real deal. He's the champion. He's not about him, it's about his group, his people that work for him, his wife, the members like me, the yeah. real deal. Again, thank you, Clay. Clay Hicks is the man. <laughs> I just, and reach out to him. His information will be in the show notes. I almost forgot that. You can reach out to me. I can connect you with him or somebody else. Uh, but take a look at H7. I'm part of it, and I will continue to be. Uh, it's locked in stone in my budget every year at H7. Done. Yeah. It is a paid network, but you can see why you're going to get much more value out of it than what you're going to be charged. Yeah. With that being said, and you're so freaking awesome, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I'd love for you because you've done some great things in your life. What What's a tip you can leave our audience that they can take with them? Yeah. So uh, make the champion shift and be more intentional with your time, how you spend it and who you're spending it with. Be very intentional. 